You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good Saturday morning to everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, how are you this morning, doing here, my well, friend? Gary. How you doing today? Uh, listen, as always, it's it, I take each always day one day at a time. It's a daily struggle, but you know, one day at a time, man. That's that's how I try to live my life. Same here. And, you know, struggles is actually a theme I'm hearing a lot about lately in the economy. So many people have been talking about, you know, just the devastation going on with inflation and whatnot. Well, it's the inflation. It's the which has to do a lot with the economy and the supply chain and the cost of gas and Mm -hmm. and diesel, which is separate because even people say, I don't have a diesel vehicle. But I'm like, well, if you go grocery shopping or if you buy goods and use services at, at retail outlets, well, how do you think those items get there mm-hmm. by tractor trailer trucks, which use diesel gasoline? They're going to all gets passed down to the consumer. To you yep. and I, of course. And I try to explain. Oh, yeah, I never looked at it like that. Well, you should look at it like that. And then that that kind of brings us into like what a lot of forecasters are are discussing right now. We just talk about on on my morning show every morning, and that is, are are we heading into a recession? And I I, I guess. They're not quite ready to call it a recession yet, but I think that's more for political reasons. I think once we get past November (laughs) midterms this year, um, we may start hearing that word thrown around. But can you explain maybe what a recession actually is and and maybe even what it even means? Yeah, that's really what I wanted to focus in on today was how to prepare for the recession. So we have to define what it is. Right. So, yeah. The actual definition of a recession is a period of temporary economic decline, which trade and activity are reduced, and it's identified by a fall in the GDP, which is the gross domestic product, and a fall in that figure for two quarters, two successive quarters, okay? So we've already had one. We already had one negative quarter, right? So that's that's one. So the second quarter could be right now, which means we are in a recession right now, but we won't know until they actually bring out those forecasts and do it. But it just ended the second quarter, right? Or it's ending. It's Uh, ending. It's ending and they'll be doing their forecasting or excuse me, they'll be doing their analysis of the quarter as well as future forecasting. And if they come in that we had that stagnant growth, negative growth, negative GDP this quarter that we're in right now, then it means that we were in a recession. So that's why I'm, I've am i been coaching my clients this for at least six months that we were headed here, especially in the last 60 days, seeing how crazy things have been. But that's really what a recession is. It's just an economic uh, calculation that's done, but you don't have to tell that to a consumer. They see it in other ways. We yeah. don't care about calculations and analysis. It's just a recession is always negative. It's a bad thing, but there are opportunities as we'll be discussing. Is it zero point? All right, we're at zero. 0.0 for the first quarter. The second quarter, what's that? What's the threshold? Is it 0.1? It's a fall in GDP. Right. So no, I know look that. Look at the previous one. So it's a as long as it's going down, it could be 0.1. It could be negative. If as long as it's going down, it's headed for that recession. All right. Okay. Why is it so important then to prepare for a recession? 
many, many reasons why you want to prepare for a recession. I think the first thing is I've been through uh, two recessions now, and I will tell you that if you're in a position where you're not prepared, you're going to be forced to sell assets. You're going to be forced to make difficult decisions financially. Um, and it's a bad situation for the consumer and for the homeowner if you're not prepared. So that's why you want to do it square one. The second thing is that there's so much stress that comes about in the recession. There's so much negativity and pessimism in the media during a recession. So what you want to do is you want to be prepared so that you'll have peace of mind. So you can kind of tune out all the talking heads, tune out the news, tune out the media and all the naysayers and be able to still move forward with your financial plan and on your personal uh, path that you've been set on. And it's going to lower stress in your life. Like anything, if you're unprepared, your stress level goes up. Nothing's different with a recession. Nothing's different with your finances. So you want to make sure that you're financially prepared for the recession so you can have that lower stress and know that you're set up. The last thing I would say is that being prepared for a recession is the smart thing to do. Like anything in life, you want to be prepared. They say, always be prepared. Well, we know that this is coming or here, so now is the time to seize that opportunity to prepare. If you wait until all the talking heads in the me uh, media and news are saying we're in a recession, it's proven, the statistics are there, we're in a recession, by then it's typically too late because you're with the masses at that point. Everyone knows we're in a recession. The real keen uh, individuals, the ones that have uh, really a lot of knowledge in economics and finance, they prepare before the recession hits so that when everyone else knows, they're already well positioned. Interesting. So then what would you say uh, are some, I don't know, maybe like mortgage and real estate related strategies that can be used to prepare for a recession? Okay, so when it comes to your finances, we'll break it down in different areas, but real estate and mortgage is obviously an area that I have expertise in that I can use to talk to you guys about how to prepare using those uh, assets, using those tools. So the first thing is going to be that if you have properties that have gone up significantly while the economy was expanding, when we're going into that recession, it may be a good time to think about selling those properties because even though real estate does not historically decline other than the 0809 recession, all the other ones, real estate stabilized, usually right before the recessions when you may be at that peak. You know, you may have that peak appreciation. Your property may be worth more than it has been in many, many years. So it may be a good time to take some chips off the table, as a lot of people have been doing um, over the last little bit. And I want to put an emphasis on minimizing taxes when it comes to selling assets, because something that I've seen a lot of people make the mistake of is they'll sell properties and, and other financial uh, assets without any... Uh, without any realization of what the tax implications are going to be. So you can end up thinking you're in a great spot financially, making financial plans, and then getting hit with a huge bill from the IRS. So sell properties, but be careful and talk to a tax advisor, CPA, about that so you can do that with uh, minimizing the taxes. The next thing that you want to do regarding real estate headed into a recession is that you want to refinance your properties because... You'll find, again, the appreciation has happened significantly, so it's a great time to restructure and reconfigure the mortgages, the financing that you have on your properties um, for all the reasons that we've talked about in previous episodes. Another thing is cashing out. 
uh, cashing out equity. If you aren't going to sell your property, it's a great time to borrow smart on your assets. To take advantage of that appreciation without actually having to sell it, you can do a cash out refinance or a line of credit on the property. You can pull that money out, keep it liquid for yourself so you can take advantage of opportunities and a recession's a huge time when these opportunities come up. One of the biggest issues is people run scared, as we'll be you know, discussing here further, and they don't have the liquidity. To, they don't have the money available, so they can't take advantage. If you take these ideas that we're discussing here today and you implement them, you'll have the liquidity, you'll have the money available. So when we go into that recession, whether it's a month from now or a year from now, you'll have that ability to take advantage. And um, that's what it's all about is liquidity and having having that money available. The uneducated person that just heard you, heard you say that there's great time right now for to do a cash out refi. Mm -hmm. Now, m some people, bear with me, mm -hmm. may say, oh, come on. I mean, the, the rates have gone up. Why would sure. I, you know, why would I go from a, a 2.99, mm -hmm. you know, um, a rate to a six or a six and a half percent Could rate? Sure. Why would I go, why would I increase my APR. Why would I want to do that? So, but yet you say it's actually not a bad time. To it's do not it. a bad time because no matter what the mortgage rate is, other rates are going to be higher. So one reason would be debt consolidation we've talked about. Okay. Okay. You're going to trade your mortgage in, maybe take a step back on the mortgage, but you're going to take two or three steps forward on your entire financial profile. We need to look at it like a portfolio. I mean, debt is not just a mortgage. Debt is everything, credit cards, auto loans, student loans, medical, et cetera. So that's one reason. Number two would be return on investment. So no matter what the mortgage interest is going to be on a cash out refinance or on a new mortgage that you're going to get, the question is, can you get a higher return somewhere else? Very simple. So like you said, 6%, for example, if you're borrowing, you're refinancing at 6% and you're getting rid of that mortgage that was at 2 3 4%. Why? Because the question is, can you make more than what you're borrowing the money at on the mortgage in an investment opportunity, whether that be another property, a business, or another alternative investment vehicle? If the answer is yes, then there's an argument for you to take that mortgage and take that higher rate. But the other thing I want to speak to, Gary, that's been a huge point of discussion with my clients, especially over the last couple of weeks where we've seen this you know, skyrocketing interest rates, it's actually the quickest rates have gone up since the late 1980s. So people haven't seen this lately and it's scary. But the idea I want to instill in you is that this is temporary. Like I said at the top of the show, a recession is a period of temporary economic decline. This doesn't mean the economy's like this for the next 10 years. The average recession's only like a year and a half long. It's not very long at all. So we need to look at it that once the Fed understands and realizes and the data's there that we're in the recession, look back over the last 100 years, they start cutting rates. What does that mean to a homeowner? It means that the mortgage you get today is probably not the mortgage you're going to have two, three, four years from now. Again, just depending on how long this recession lasts. So look at it as a short-term play. It's not a mortgage that you're probably going to keep forever. And what would the odds be that over the next five to 10 years, the rates are going to come back down? Maybe not into the twos, but even the threes or fours would be a great opportunity to refi a loan that's at five, six percent and get it down a couple percentage points. All right. So I just asked you some strategies for mortgage and real mm -hmm. estate. All right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you the same question when it as it pertains to investing in some financial strategies. Mm -hmm. What are some investing in financial strategies that can be used for a recession? 
Definitely. So a lot of people have money in stocks, 401ks and, you know, other investment vehicles, cryptocurrency, for example, which, uh, you know, is very volatile. So one of the things you want to look at in your investment portfolio when it comes to the recession is investments that have done really well as the economy has been expanding, like maybe your stocks or whatnot. You want to look at maybe taking some chips off the table on those. The investments that have performed well might be a good time to lock in your gains. Of course, as always, you want to consult with your financial advisor, your tax professional to make sure you're doing things the right way from the tax standpoint, because that's so, so important. But overall, investments that have done really well going into a recession may not do as well. So if you agree with what we're talking about, if this is resonating, look at your portfolio, look at your stocks and other investments and think about maybe taking some of those winners and pocketing that that uh, those winnings, so to speak, and taking that off the table, taking that out of the risk pool. The other thing is going to be shoring up your reserves and your savings. So as we were discussing on the real estate side, there's all these opportunities that come up in recessions. Millionaires are made in recessions. Fortunes are made in recessions, but you can't make that money. You can't capture that wealth if you don't have money available. It takes money to make money. It takes money to invest, to take advantage of these opportunities. So you want to use the upcoming recession uh, as an opportunity for you to keep liquid capital, maybe beef up that savings account that you've taken money out over the last several months or years. Um, wherever you have to reconfigure things, get money in cash. Cash is a great place to be while the stock market and other investments are going down, while there's a lot of uncertainty in the market. Cash, although it is being eroded by inflation, it may not be eroded as much as if you left it in the market when it may go down 20, 30 plus percent, as we're seeing over the last couple of months here in the stock market and whatnot. So use the opportunity to shore up that savings account. The other thing in the last point I'll make on financial uh, opportunities and things to do for a recession is going to be deleveraging. So we see inflation going up. That means credit card rates are going to go up. Personal loan rates are going to go up. Everything's going to go up. How can you protect yourself? deleverage. That means you want to pay down debt. You want to get out of debt. You want to lower your risk. How do you do that? The, the debts that have high interest or the debts that have variable interest where they could be affected directly by a recession like credit cards, home equity lines of credit, or any variable rate loan, use the opportunity to either pay it down or completely get rid of it because you're in a very high risk situation if you keep that loan through a period where the interest rates could significantly be very volatile. You might see them go up significantly and then down significantly, but you have to adapt to that as a consumer. And it may be difficult if you're on a limit or fixed income and you see a payment go up hundreds of dollars a month and you're not prepared, you can avoid that entire stress. You can avoid that entire predicament by just deleveraging during a time when you do have income, you do have savings, you do have a job. Again, take some risk off the table and prepare. I was just talking with a financial advisor um, and you know, talking about how volatile the market is, but it's always volatile. But I mean, sure. we're right, it's, it had been high for so long, years on end. Mm -hmm. Now it's, you know, people, it's, it's losing every day. Oh, yeah. So I said, I, you know, we're talking about, I said, it, now's really not a good time to be in the stock market. And he goes, oh, no, now is the perfect time to be buying stocks because you're buying yes. low. He goes, now's not a good time to sell. It's not. But he goes, no matter what, you're, if you buy, 50 shares or something at low, you're you're still going to always have those 50 shares as it goes lower I, and lower I and lower. It's, it'll agree. come right back up. He says, mm -hmm. no, this is 
This is actually the time to buy because you're buying low. But the thing is, you can't buy low if you don't have the money available, right? right? Of course. So I've seen people sell out when you know the the stock market goes down. Always a bad move. You know, it really is never a, a positive, good thing to do. But someone that has money available, that has the liquidity we're discussing, can use the opportunity to be dollar cost averaging in, buying every week, buying the dip, as they say. Right. And if you've got a five, ten year time horizon. Look at the statistics. Analyze the stock market market over the last hundred years. Look at recessions. Look at expansions. Look at what's happening and see that buying today, there is almost a hundred percent certainty that five years from now and ten years from now, your stock investment will be more then than it is now. How does the general public then handle a recession? Like anything, you want to do the opposite of the masses, right? So the <laughs> masses are the average. They're the people that are not where you want to be. It's society in general. So what we see during recessions is we see the general public has a lot of fear. Everyone's running. Everyone wants out of whatever they're in, and everyone's concerned. There's a lot of pessimism. So whereas during the expansion, people are talking about how much money they're making, investments they're buying, how great everything's going, we see a shift in the recession to people talking about negativity, pessimism, bad things. It's just a shift in sentiment. And that negativity can really weigh on you. Sure. Um, hearing that everywhere, the news, the media, the newspaper, the radio, everywhere you go, social media, people are just putting out all this stuff about negative items and there's no positivity or motivation there. And that's bad for you from a psychological standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, because this is not a marathon. You know, this is a long term, very, very long term race that we're talking about here that you need to win over time. So running scared and selling out and doing nothing and being paralyzed, that's not what you want. The general public freezes. So they're not buying investments. A lot of them are actually selling when they shouldn't be. They should be holding on. And as you said, they should be buying more, but they're selling out. They're freezing. They don't know when it's going to end. They don't know what's going on. So they don't do anything at all, which can be negative too. And it, selling out of negative investments or bad performing investments due to fear means that you're going to miss the bounce. We saw it during COVID. We've seen it during every other recession that there's going to be this bounce. You can't time the market. You have to be in during that bounce because by the time you as a consumer go, okay, we're back to growing again. We're back to positive economics again. It, you've missed out on a huge gain Huge, huge gain. And again, I, I point out the example of the shortest recession that we've ever been in as a country, which was COVID. Didn't last long. But look what happened to the market and the people that sold out, they got screwed because the market came roaring back and finished the last couple of years with double digit returns. Those that sold out, they didn't capture those returns. Some of them are still on the sideline now. Some of them got in and now they're paying the price for not getting in when they should have. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. If you'd like to make an appointment with Rob Weinberg, very easy to do. Uh, simply call him. Make this appointment at 860-413-3938. I'll repeat that for you. 860-413-3938. You can check him out online at ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. I'll repeat all of that information as we get closer to the end of the show. Rob, why is going against the crowd? I thought I heard you mention that. Mm -hmm. Why is that so important for financial success in a recession? Yeah, so going against the crowd, they say in a lot of different you know, items in the market, in the world, in the economy, is important to have success because as we've been talking about, the public 
doesn't usually do the right thing. So the crowd, the general public, they're going to talk you out of taking advantage of opportunities. They're going to be negative. They're going to be pessimistic. And they're going to be telling you all the reasons why it won't work. This could be friends and family, the talking heads in the media, coworkers. I mean, there's so many different people that are sending us messages every day. You want to surround yourself with positive, optimistic people that are where you want to be. You want to have giving you advice, people that are having the success that you want to have. Those are not going to be the people that are telling you, don't do that. That's a bad idea. You got to always look at pros and cons. You always have to analyze opportunities. But again, if you go with the crowd, they're not going to be positive until you've missed out on a lot of options. So that's the reason why you don't want to listen to them. The other thing is something called the force of average or called FOA. Um, one of my early mentors named Ryan Stuman, who's a great uh, sales trainer and motivational speaker all over the country, he came up with this concept of the force of average, which is that no matter what you do in life, as you're trying to be successful, society in general is trying to pull you back into the force of average because they want you to be unhappy. They want you to be unsuccessful. They want you to not have financial freedom so they can have you right where they want you because the more negative you are, the more you're going to be tuned in to them. Okay, that's how they make money. So the force of average is always going to be pulling you down. It's every speed bump that you hit along the way to success, every no that you get on your way to a yes, every bad investment that you have on the way to a home run, that's the force of average pulling you back. That's the part that you need to tune out. As it's pulling you back, you need to pull away and you need to get to financial success. Again, surround yourself with people that are where you want to be. The last two things I'll say is buy when there's blood in the streets. I believe Warren Buffett said that. <laughs> there's blood in the streets right now. A recession is when the streets are as bloody as they're going to get. When everyone's negative and nobody wants to do anything with their money, that's the time when you as a, as a financially astute homeowner, as an investor, as somebody that wants to be successful, that's when you need to make your fortune because recessions are when fortunes are made. Very good advice. Can you talk maybe a little bit more about what happens to home values and, and housing in, in general mm -hmm. during recessionary periods? So there's this negative connotation that people have and a myth that's out there that says that during recessions, housing does not do well, or during recessions, housing markets crash. That is incorrect. Um, I've looked at it. I've done the analysis. I've studied recessions over the last hundred years. And what we found is besides the 08, 09 recession, which is the most recent uh, other than COVID, what we've seen is that housing actually does really well. It stabilizes and even increases during recessions. Why? Because of the inflation factor. Um, home values you know, typically do follow that. So when inflation gears up, home values go up, rents go up, all that stuff goes up. So housing does pretty well. Um, the reason why the 0809 recession, housing did bad, is that was the only recession in recent history that was caused by housing. It was caused by specifically the mortgage market, exotic mortgage products, careless lending. That's why housing went down because that was the cause. You mute that one recession out and look at all the other ones and you'll see that housing is stable and almost in every case actually increased. The value increased. So those that are thinking recessions are bad for housing, they're not looking at the statistics. They're not looking at the facts. They're following the force of average. They're following the crowd. And that's not where you want to be. The best performers during recessions are home and tangible assets. So real assets that you can hold with your hand, like a house, are the best performers during recessions. Again, look at it. 
Do your own analysis. Look at the charts and make your own decision. You know, that's why this show is so important. I think you talk on a lot of things that most people have heard about and they hear rumors, but you kind of go, you cut through all that, you know, and, and you're really helping us. And you, there's a, you put out tons of content every single week. Um, Rob, where can people find, where can people find you online and, and get a hold of this content? It's so yeah. valuable. So I'm all over the internet. You can find me all over. I'd say the best place would be to subscribe to my YouTube channel. So my YouTube channel is going to be youtube.com slash Robert Weinberg Mortgage. YouTube.com slash Robert Weinberg Mortgage. And Weinberg is spelled W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G. So check out the YouTube channel. Also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. So we're on both of those platforms under Weinberg Mortgage. Uh, so you can find us on there. And if it's your first time listening, go ahead, subscribe, because you'll get notified of all of our future content. We actually put content out online before a lot of it even comes out to our listeners on the radio and the podcast. So it's a great place. And uh, if you want to find us on the podcast, go look on any platform where there's podcasts, Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. We're under CT Real Estate Edge Podcast. Again, CT Real Estate Edge Podcast. You can subscribe to us on there would appreciate you know a review and a rating to help continue growing our audience out and you know Gary I'm just trying to bring value to everyone because mm. the reason I started this show in the first place was I saw a void in the market I saw an area where people weren't being educated and they were being led in the wrong direction and I knew after almost 20 years in the mortgage industry and helping consumers through so many different financial struggles and successes um I knew I had to get my knowledge, my education out to the, the public, out to the general public, because they are being pulled back by this force of average we're talking about. They are being told lies in the media. They are be, being fed myths that are not true, especially when it comes to finances and, and real estate. And I'm here to dispel those myths. I'm somebody that's in the trenches every day, working with consumers almost two decades now. I've seen the good. I've seen the bad. And I do have... Uh, I do have information that I can share that may mm. help our listeners. Well, you have really come a long way. I mean, you've been, we've been doing this show together for now for maybe a year, year and a half. And uh, you've really become the foremost authority when it comes to, you know, more mortgage advising, um, at least here in the state of Connecticut. And what I think is slowly going to st starting to happen, maybe you're starting to see in, in very infancy stage is you're becoming a, a national guru when it comes to mortgage advice. Yep, yep. And I appreciate, you know, all the listeners we have all over the country uh, that find us online on the podcast and soon to be uh, going into some other markets as well. So mm. we're just here to bring value. No matter where you're located, whether it's in New England, California, Florida, or anywhere in between, there's advice here on this show that oh, can yeah. resonate, that can help you. And this is applicable no matter where you're at. We're all in the same boat here going through this recession. We all need to get through it together, and we all need to help pull each other up, not push each other away. That's right. In fact, if you'd like to get some immediate information, I would strongly encourage you to check out uh, the website. It's ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Again, it's uh, ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. If you've got a question that you think maybe even others could benefit for, maybe a general question we can get answered right here on these very airwaves, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Simply email us at MortgageMattersRadioShow at gmail.com. I'll repeat that for you. It is MortgageMattersRadioShow at gmail.com. Now, and I said this earlier, um, if you'd like to schedule a, an appointment um, with Rob Weinberg, 
uh, maybe something of a personal nature. Everybody's situation is different. And he does uh, everything is predicated on customization to uh, his individual clients. Uh, Schedule a consultation. It's very easy to do. Uh, It's at this phone number, 860-413-3938. I'll repeat that one more time a little slowly. Write it down. 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast until next Saturday morning. Have a good one, everybody. So long. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.